Welcome to the A Way to Lose podcast. I am your co-host and Lifestyles Weight Management Specialist, Kim McPherson, along with my co-host, Dr. Wes Ward. This podcast is designed to provide insight into creating a lifestyle change proven to help you lose weight. Throughout this podcast, we will also discuss the different topics within the health and weight loss industry, as well as health conditions related to obesity. Not only will this podcast be informative, I promise you it will also be fun. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the A Way to Lose podcast. I am your co-host, Kim McPherson, along with Dr. Wes Ward. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of getting your Z's, tips for good sleep hygiene. That's right, Kim. You know, one of the most often overlooked aspects of weight loss is the importance of getting a good night's sleep. And this is something I talk a lot about with our individual coaching clients. And it's even come up in group coaching. And it's so important to your weight loss journey to make sure that you're getting good sleep and practicing good sleep hygiene. And so being sleep deprived can cause havoc for your body and will significantly affect your ability to lose weight. One of the things that it does is it causes the body to slow down your metabolic rate. And so that's the rate at which you burn calories. So that when you're sleep deprived, you're not going to burn calories as efficiently. You know, if you ever find yourself staring at the ceiling, wondering, am I ever going to fall asleep? Or maybe you wake up thinking it's time to get up and it's actually 2 a.m. Then you probably need better sleep. And it may be time to consider your sleep hygiene. That is how your habits may be preventing you from getting the quality sleep that you need. So I want to talk just a minute about what exactly is sleep hygiene. Well, It's just that it refers to healthy sleep habits. So good sleep hygiene is important because of how critical getting good sleep is to your mental and your physical health, how important it is in weight loss as as it is also to your overall quality of life. You know, we tend to feel better if we sleep good. So... Your behavior during the day, not just right before you go to bed, can also affect how well you sleep. Your food and drink choices, your schedule, your evening routine. There are so many other activities that play a vital part of your ability to get good sleep. And so it's more than just, up. I'm going to go to bed on time and I go throw myself in the bed and I'll get a good night's sleep. No, there might be some things during the day that you're doing that's affecting your ability to sleep, uh, some behavior, some activities. So we want to take some time today and talk about how can we improve our sleep hygiene, knowing how critically important it is 
to losing weight. And this is one of the things I tell our clients all the time is this is one of the best things you can do for your weight loss that has little to do with making sure I go get to the gym on time or I make good food choices. But then again, those things also affect your sleep. But sometimes we view sleep as separate, as being separate or set apart from everything else. And so we don't tie it to weight loss often. So it's one of those things I say that this is something that's really important that can affect your weight loss that you don't think about affecting your weight loss, right? So it's so important and it can be something that makes a huge difference on your weight loss that you go, wow, if I had just been sleeping better all this time, maybe weight loss over the years would have been easier. And maybe it would have been. So we're going to jump into now some just tips to help you improve your sleep and how important it is to do that. Absolutely. And I wanted to touch on something real quick. I don't know when you're struggling with your sleep and I've, I've, I have lots of issues with trying to sleep. When you wake up the next morning, I mean, you're not rested. And the last thing you want to go do is go to the gym. The last thing you want to do is focus on your weight loss journey and your goals. And so it does affect your decision making. Because if you don't feel like doing something or you're exhausted and you're tired, you're most likely not going to. So it's not just, you know, not sleeping affects your weight loss. Not sleeping affects the journey to weight loss. And so it's very important because if you have that good night's sleep, you're also going to be more effective during your day. You're going to have more energy to get that workout in. And that's very important when you're on your journey. And so some of the tips we wanted to talk with you about today is, um, you know, if you don't sleep well, you can take several steps both during the day and before you go to bed to improve your sleep. And that's what sleep hygiene is all about, building various healthy habits to help you get a good night's sleep. So we're going to look closer at several ways to improve your sleep hygiene uh, for better sleep. So number one is keep a consistent sleep schedule. Try to go to sleep and wake up about the same time every day, even on weekends. I know that's hard because a lot of us, we don't work on the weekends and we want to catch up and sleep in on our weekends, but that affects our sleep clock. Um, this reinforces your body's sleep cycle, that internal clock which can make it easier for you to fall asleep and wake up every day. Sticking to a consistent schedule can also help reduce daytime sleepiness. Make sure that the bedtime you pick allows you to get at least seven to eight hours of sleep each and every night. That's so important. You know, I hear people all the time, oh, I don't need much sleep. Well, actually you do. And, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that say in lack of sleep increases your risk for heart disease uh, and several other medical conditions. And so it's so important that you really do work at getting that seven to eight hours every single night, you know, Kim mentioned that when you don't get a lot of sleep, you know, you do feel tired. It is hard to want to go to the gym. You know, 
weight loss is also about your mental energy as well, right? That mental energy to plan for my meals, to make adjustments. And if you're not sleeping well and you're just tired all the time, you're not going to have that energy to plan those events either, right? That that mental energy is going to be lacking. So start off here with our first tip, and that is to create a relaxing bedtime routine and to stick with it. Actually, it's our second tip. Um, create a relaxing bedtime routine and stick with it. So a relaxing bedtime routine helps you unwind so that you're ready to sleep. And being consistent about that helps your body recognize that it's bedtime when you start that routine. Uh, this is especially helpful when it comes to falling asleep more quickly. And the best time to start your bedtime routine is 30 to 60 minutes before you go to bed. And that routine may include whatever makes you feel the most relaxed, unless it involves an iPhone or an iPad or some device that emits blue light. We want to avoid that. And we're going to talk more about that as we go through some of the tips. But some things that you might do in terms of creating a bedtime routine that is relaxing is take a warm bath or shower. Not only is the water relaxing in the moment, but the drop in body temperature as you cool down afterwards can help you feel more sleepy. Try some gentle stretches to help your muscles relax and to relieve tension. Um, you also might try meditating or using some breathing exercises to also release some of that tension and to relax. Another idea is to try listening to soothing music. And that's a good time to also focus on breathing. Maybe listen to some relaxing music, take in some nice deep breaths, um, and just kind of create a, a few peaceful moments there where you just kind of get your mind and your body ready to relax and to sleep. Another idea is to read a book before bedtime. And this is going to be a physical book, you know, the old school kind that has a cover and pages in the middle, right? Not your reading devices. Again, because there's something about that computer, that technology uh, that can interfere with the body's ability to sleep. There's also some research out there that suggests electronic devices uh, because of the energy that they release and the, the frequency of that energy that it can disrupt sleep patterns. Um, Keep in mind when you're reading at bedtime, try to pick something that's not stressful and that's not overly stimulating. I always tell people, pick a book that you don't have to think too much about, that you don't have to follow the plot real stringently and try to figure out who did it and who got away with it or whatever, but something that is just not stressful, that's easy reading, right? And also with that, try to avoid emotional conversations or working at bedtime. So bedtime's not the time probably to have emotionally engaging, stimulating conversations with your spouse or partner. 
uh, that's probably not going to help bedtime go smoothly. So try to avoid stressful conversations at bedtime uh, as well to kind of add to that peaceful, relaxed atmosphere. And these may be things that you need to talk to your bed partner about, right? Whoever sleeps with you say, hey, I'm going to start doing some things so that they can maybe do their part to help you. Definitely. And, and back to electronic devices, you definitely want to turn those off before you go to sleep. I know this is going to be hard, but, you know, TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all of those things will be there in the morning for you. Um, but you definitely need to become more diligent in creating a habit so that you turn those devices off or at least some people use it for their alarm in the morning. So at least have it on your dresser away from you and have it so that the screen is facing down so that you can't see that light coming from it. Because electronic devices like your phone emit what they call blue light, which can reduce the melatonin levels in your body. And melatonin is a chemical that controls your sleep and wake cycle. When your melatonin level dips, it can become more difficult to fall asleep. You know, devices such as our cell phone that emit blue light can also distract us. Um, it keeps our brain alert, which it also makes it much harder to fall asleep. You might think that not looking at your phone close to bedtime is enough, but keeping your phone near you, near your bed, can disrupt your sleep, even if you're not aware of it. You know, message notifications, buzzing, the light that can suddenly pop up in the middle of the night can wake you up momentarily momentarily leading to interrupted sleep. And that's why I say, you know, try to keep it away from you on your dresser or somewhere. Um, keep it turned down, flipped down so that you can't see the screen. Um, and you can also do um, a do not disturb on an iPhone and your alarm will still go off the next day. Uh, or you can do it on silent and the alarm will still go off the next day. So there is ways for you to still use your phone for your alarm because a lot of people do. Uh, but be able to, you know, silence it to turn it face down so you're not seeing the light emit from it uh, so that you are focused on getting your sleep and not focus what's going on on that cell phone. Another important one is to help you with your sleep is to definitely exercise. You know, just as little as 30 minutes of aerobic exercise a day can improve your sleep quality as well as your overall health. And if you exercise outside, it might increase the benefits even more since exposure to natural light helps regulate your sleep cycle. But if you can't get outside, don't worry. You know, even regular indoor exercise may help you sleep better. Just avoid exercising within an hour or two of your bedtime. This can increase your energy levels and body temperature, which may make it harder to fall asleep. If you want to do some type of activity later in the day, uh, try doing some stretches or some yoga. That is something that's very calming and relaxing and can help you uh, actually relax more so that you do have the ability to sleep. Absolutely. And Kim, you mentioned, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all those things that we tend to look at on our electronic devices. And I will say for myself that I noticed some time ago looking at Facebook before I went to bed, I had a harder time going to sleep. And so I quit doing that. And it's much easier to fall asleep now. 
And a part of that is one that that blue light from the iPad, right? But the other part of that is, you know, we tend to see things on Facebook that are emotionally charged. Either we get excited about what we see or we get really mad about what we see, right? Um, and sometimes it's just better to avoid that altogether. You know, <laughs> I find life is a little bit less stressful the less time I spend on Facebook and Instagram and all that anyway. So another tip in terms of helping you get good sleep hygiene is to limit your caffeine intake. And this not only has to do with how much caffeine you're consuming, but also when you're consuming that caffeine. So the effects of caffeine can last for between three to seven hours after you consume that caffeine. So this means that that afternoon cup of coffee can keep you awake at night if you're drinking it later in the afternoon. Um, so it's always best to try to limit your caffeine intake to the morning hours. Uh, so try to get your caffeine in before lunch or at least by lunch, because this will help limit that caffeine in the afternoon and hopefully help your sleep hygiene. You know, so a lot of people tend to stretch that caffeine into the afternoon, right? And so if that's you, then you may need to cut that off earlier so that you do get better sleep at night. So the less caffeine you consume, the more sensitive you may be to its benefits, which is really kind of interesting, right? Because we tend to think, uh, I need more. But cutting back on that caffeine intake will actually help the caffeine that you're consuming be more productive because the body will become more sensitive to it because it's getting less, right? And we call that tolerance and we see that in a lot of scenarios with other things in life, but it's true for caffeine as well. If uh, you can limit that caffeine, then the body actually becomes more sensitive to it and less tolerant as it were. Also, make your sleep environment work for you. So this is another important thing that people tend to disregard. And it has to do with creating an environment that promotes sleep. So what does that environment look like? Well, it's a cool, dark, quiet room. And in fact, research consistently shows us that the Ideal bedroom temperature for most people to go to sleep is somewhere between 60 and 67 degrees, okay? Uh, the body likes a cooler temperature to help it go to sleep. It just designed that way. And, you know, when you think about it, it makes sense because before we had air conditioning and all these things, um, you, you cooled off in the evening because the sun was gone, right? So even though we can keep our house temperature higher because we have heat and air, um, try to let that thermostat fall between 60 and 67 degrees um, in the evening so that you sleep better because it will help you have that optimal temperature to improve your sleep. You know, it's also important to make sure that you're comfortable. So make sure your bed is comfortable, the mattress is comfortable for you, that you've got good pillows, 
that you've got nice, soft, comfortable bed linens. And this is even true of like your pajamas. Make sure that those are comfy and that you enjoy wearing them because it will help you fall asleep quicker and stay asleep. And if you're a light sleeper, and that's really me, I tend to be a very light sleeper, or you have noisy neighbors, which thankfully we don't, a good pair of earplugs may be helpful. Um, we do this a lot when we travel on vacation, uh, is we carry earplugs because if we're in a hotel and the people above us are stomping around on the ceiling, I have a hard time going to sleep. Or even if we're in a condo, sometimes those walls are thin and you can hear the neighbors and you're like, you know, I wish they'd go to bed. I'm tired. Um, so having some earplugs might help. Also watching for too much light in the bedroom. So even though it gets dark at night, right, there may be a street light nearby, or if you're an apartment building, there may be buildings next door that cast light. So making sure that you're closing the blinds, maybe you need curtains or blackout curtains or darkening blinds to help darken the bedroom. So just when you're thinking about that sleep environment, make sure that it's dark, it's quiet, and that it's cool. And that will help you get a better sleep at night. So the next tip I want to share with you is to go to bed only when you're tired. Okay. So if you're not tired, then avoid lying in bed while you toss and turn. So instead of that, because you're going to get frustrated and that's just going to make the situation worse. Try doing a relaxing activity until you start to feel tired, then head to bed. If you don't fall asleep within 20 minutes of going to bed, get up um, because not being able to fall asleep may cause you to become, again, like we said, frustrated, which can keep you awake longer. Once you get out of bed, do something to help you unwind, like reading on the couch until you're tired enough to go back to bed. Also, you know, limit napping during the day or avoid it if at all possible. Uh, most people, you know, work during the day. So, you know, taking a nap. Uh, is not going to be that easy to do anyway, but some people may work from home and have the ability to do that. So because napping during the day can make it harder to fall asleep later, um, it may make you more prone to wake up during the night. If you, if you do need to nap, if it's just unavoidable, you've got to take a nap, try to you know, do kind of like a cat nap, take it, keep it 30 minutes or less, um, and try avoiding napping later in the afternoon. Uh, napping may affect the sleep pattern of older adults more than younger people, but the extent of this is still unclear. Also, you want to make sure that you're managing your stress before going to bed. Thinking about things that you're worried about can keep you awake at night. To prevent your worries from keeping you awake, write down your worries before you go to bed to help you get them out of your head. If your to-do list stresses you out, write that down as well. Prioritize what you need to do tomorrow and the rest of the week so that you can compartmentalize that, push it. It's written down. You'll get to it when the time comes, and then you can start to try to relax. Uh, also, research suggests that a weighted blanket may help with anxiety and insomnia and may provide benefits similar to deep pressure therapy. 
my stepdaughter asked for a weighted blanket for Christmas and we got her one and she just swears by it. It's been, it was one of her favorite Christmas presents. Uh, she says that it helps her relax more so that she can go to sleep uh, and she does get a better night's sleep. And the main reason she wanted it is she works two different jobs and her schedule is kind of crazy. Uh, so when it's time to sleep, she needed some extra help with that, but it helps her relax. It makes her feel more comfortable um, and it has helped her uh, not only get to sleep, but get better sleep. Also, you know, clear your mind before you go to bed. Try to do a meditation or something that can help you kind of ease the thoughts out of your head and relax and focus and kind of center so that um, you're not only prepared for sleep, but it will be easier for you to fall asleep. That's right. You know, we just can't say enough about sleep hygiene. And I just can't tell you how often this conversation comes up with a lot of our coaching clients. But having good sleep hygiene is about having healthy sleep habits. So as we've talked about, those behaviors during the day and around bedtime can affect the quality of your sleep. So if you are having a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep, you know, you might try several of these strategies to help you fall asleep faster and to stay asleep longer. And, you know, most of these are going to really make a big difference in improving that sleep hygiene. So sticking to a schedule, having a relaxing bedroom, bedtime routine, getting regular exercise, uh, keeping that bedroom dark and cool, watching what you eat and drink, all can have huge impacts upon your sleep and can go a long way if you do it right to help you go to sleep quicker and stay asleep longer. Uh, so it may very well be about putting several of these things together, right? To have a good sleep routine and, and good sleep hygiene. So hopefully we've given you some things today you can take and say, hey, I'm going to go try three of these. If you do that and your sleep improves and it makes a big difference, we would love to hear from you. So email us, Kim at awaytolose.net. We would love to hear from you and just say, hey, I followed your sleep technique suggestions and that really helped. Uh, so let us know. Also, we have started group coaching and you can join that at any time. So if you say, you know, that's great. You're sleeping, you're talking about sleep and all this stuff and but I don't know where to start. I need to lose weight and I don't know what to do. And you talk about how sleep affects my weight, but I don't even know what to eat. You got to help me. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We would love to talk to you about either group coaching or individual one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you can reach out to us by emailing us, Kim at awaytolose.net, or just go to the website at awaytolose.net there's a contact form, fill that out, send us a message, and then we'll get in touch with you about how we can talk more about group or individual coaching. And while you're at the website, and I would encourage you to go check it out. As you listen to the podcast, go check out the website at awaytolose.net. We have a free gift there for you that you can download directly from the website. It's our Away to Lose Weight Loss Success Guide. 
and it will help you kickstart your weight loss journey. It's got some recipes in there, some great tips, and we want to give that to you as our free gift. So go to the website. There's a button on the homepage. Click on that button to get your free weight loss success guide. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope this information will help you along your weight loss journey, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope that you gained valuable insight that will help you along your journey. To learn more about our weight loss program and to schedule a free consultation, please check out our website at awaytolose.net. That is A-W-E-I-G-H-T-O-L-O-S-E.net. And don't forget to also download your free weight loss success guide today.